It's a warm afternoon in Cambridge, Massachusetts. A few dozen kids and adults have found refuge on a shaded playground. I stand off to the side with Victoria Wabber. She's an anthropologist from just down the road at Harvard University. There are uh, a number of kids playing on slides. It's a scene so familiar that it's hardly remarkable. There are kids playing with sandcastles. And yet, Wabbers brought me here to point out something fundamental about who we are as human beings and who we grow up to become. Look at the boy using the shovel to get the sand into that container. The kids on this playground, even the ones who are too young to speak, are already little engineers, using tools to build structures out of sand. But where does this ability to understand our environment and then manipulate it so successfully come from? And why can't our closest primate relatives do it as well as we can? In other words, what sets us apart? Well, Wabber came up with a way to unravel these questions as part of her PhD work at Harvard. She thought, what if she could challenge little kids and little apes of the same age, between two and four years old, with the same simple tasks? So she teamed up with scientists in Germany to study the kids, and she went to Africa to study the apes, 25 chimps and 17 pygmy chimps, also called bonobos. So let's see, I have several videos of a chimp or bonobo. Back in her office at Harvard, she fires up a video on her computer screen. It's from an experiment with one of her favorite bonobos, a three-year-old male named Kubulu, who lives at a wildlife sanctuary in the Democratic Republic of Congo. He's got a cute face. I have a lot of pictures of him. In the video, she and Kabulu are inside a tiled room. A metal grill separates them. For this experiment, Wabber holds up two pieces of pipe. They're designed so one can attach to the other. She tries to put them together three times and fails on purpose each time. Kabulu watches the pipes intently. The point of this experiment is to see whether Kabulu understands the goal of the experimenter to connect the pipes by doing it himself. In the video, Wabber hands over the tubes to Kabulu. And he takes the tubes <laughs> and goes and plays with them. <laughs> Kabulu pops one into his mouth, climbs the wall, leaps down, jumps on top of them, and then pushes the pipes across the floor. And so that's typically what most chimps and bonobos did, is they said, great, you've given me a great toy, thank you, I'll go play with this, rather than, well, here the goal was to put the two ends of the tubes together. Let's see, so what should we look at next? Wabber opens a second video. This one comes from Leipzig, Germany, at the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Anthropology, where the other half of the experiment was conducted. A three-year-old German boy sits across a table from a woman. Just like in the experiment from Africa, she tries to put the two pipes together three times and fails. No words are spoken. So the kid here is really watching very carefully what she's doing, but you can see he's looking at her face as a source of her intentions, what she's doing with these strange pipes. The experimenter then slides the tubes across the table to the boy. Within a few seconds, he successfully inserts one tube into the other. As soon as he's done, he looks up at the experimenter's face for approval to see how he did. Now, not all the kids were successful, and not all the apes failed. But in general, the kids got it, and the apes didn't, in this and about a dozen other tasks, including ones involving tangible rewards for succeeding, balloons for the kids and bananas for the apes. 
Amanda Seed is a psychologist at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland who studies the evolution of human behavior. She calls the new research groundbreaking. I think the study's critical finding is that human children are very sensitive to the goals of another. Um, This is something that we're not seeing in the young chimpanzees and bonobos. The chimpanzees and bonobos focused on the objects and on the enjoyment of the objects, and the child is focused on the experimenter and on pleasing the experimenter. Take the experiment involving the pipe. In general, the chimpanzees and bonobos tossed it around, they jumped on it. That's how they learn about their environment. They build an understanding of the world by themselves, from scratch, working out how to use tools and solve problems through trial and error. But the children? They were constantly watching people. Amanda Seed says kids learn a lot from others, even without language. Children look into the eyes and faces of adults to understand what those adults intend to do. She says these subtle cues provide us humans with a rich source of information about our world and give us an advantage over chimps and bonobos. Now, Seed does raise some concerns about this study. For instance, it's always a human experimenter doing the demonstrating. The challenge for the chimpanzees and bonobos is that much greater. They have to read through the behavior of another species to appreciate the goals that that species is trying to perform. But Seed says this new study adds to a growing body of evidence that our primate cousins just aren't as focused as we are on the actions and intentions of others. She says the new research provides an elegant demonstration that our ability to manipulate our physical environment, a hallmark of what it means to be human, comes in part from our social skills. Back at the playground in Cambridge, you can see there's a lot more going on here when you view it through the lens of Victoria Wabber's study. The kids aren't just playing on slides and in the sand, they're watching others closely and learning from them. Wabber looks over at a boy in a blue and white striped shirt. He's about two years old. He's pointing out something for his mom there. He's picked up a little rag. Yeah, trying to show that to his, his little friend over there in the bathing suit. The boy's mom looks down, picks him up, and moves him to a different part of the playground, where he finds a new toy. He holds it up, shows it to his mom, and then looks into her eyes. For Nova and the World, I'm Ari Daniel Shapiro, Cambridge, Massachusetts.